0: Welcome to the Excellence in Industry podcast hosted by Caprock Partners where we discuss all things industrial real estate.
1: We're back with Payson McWilliam from Collier's here in the Phoenix market. Welcome again, Payson. Thank you. So, you know, last time we talked about COVID-19, the implications and the effects it's had on the Phoenix market, uh, really all in positive ways, whether it be e-commerce or the manufacturing uh, stimulating the Phoenix industrial market. Um, We talked about how Caprock's really seen a big part of that um, with with leasing activity, Um, but we also have a lot of acquisitions that we've uh, been able to partner with you on. And um, because we have so much activity in this market, kind of want to take a a minute and and talk about a few of those things, if if that's good.
0: Yeah, so we have three other buildings, one under construction currently, and two that we're about to break ground on. Uh, The first one would be Uh, on the corner of 51st Avenue and Watkins. It's 168,000 square feet, uh, divisible in half. We're hoping for a single tenant deal, fully secured, all concrete truck court, uh, frontage on 51st Avenue, and uh, they just poured the slab last week. Uh, We're very excited about this opportunity. 32 foot clear, all the amenities, and we've already had substantial activity from uh, single tenant build uh, users Uh, as well as uh, uh, dividing the building down. So that would be the first one that's under construction. We're about to break ground on two other buildings, one of them at 69th Avenue and Buckeye Road. It's 117,000 feet. Uh, Again, divisible, designed for two tenants. And uh, again, a fully secured uh, all concrete truck court uh, with frontage on Buckeye Road. Uh, uh, Very excited about this. Again, another infill location. And the third building that we're about to uh, break around on as well is on the corner of 86th Avenue and Van Buren. Uh, Again, fully secured uh, concrete truck court. All of these are 32 foot clear. And uh, we are hoping for a single tenant on the uh, 86 and uh, Van Buren. It's only 82,000 square feet.
1: And it's important to, I think, point out that uh, Bob O'Neill, who's been in this market for quite a while... Uh, and that you've had a great relationship and, you know, really put something nice together for Caprock Partners uh, with um, has been really thoughtful in this market. Um, You know, his first acquisition, uh, 51st Street, we closed on uh, and sold a couple weeks ago. Um, That was a great, I would say, full cycle realization. Um, We've got a building over there off of 47th, in the Southwest market, uh, Papago, as we refer to it as, 225,000 square feet. Uh, but I think the nice thing is that all these acquisitions that we've had with you guys, and the two that you didn't mention, Roosevelt and McDowell, um, don't compete with each other. They're all in different size ranges. Um, they're in different locations within that Southwest submarket, and um, really has been able to draw the attention of a lot of different tenant sizes, Uh, but still great credit tenants so far with what we've realized there at Roosevelt and what we've seen on McDowell. I would agree with you.
0: I mean, Bob O'Neill has done, he's been very strategic and he's done a very good job at coming in here uh, with that first acquisition on Roosevelt. It's funny, I controlled the dirt, I got control of the dirt and sent the asset out to a number of people. Bob called me five minutes later and we were under contract within three or four days thereafter. Uh, but, but I agree with you, Nicholas. All five of these buildings, you know, Roosevelt, McDowell, and the three that I just mentioned, none of them compete with each other, which I think is, has been a, a, a positive for Bob's strategic, uh, you know, insight into, into how Caprock wants to approach uh, long-term the Phoenix market.
1: So, you know, obviously, uh, Don, your brother, has been a part of the team uh, and has been great to uh, work with. Um, all these being in that Southwest market, I know you guys have great control of that submarket, uh have a lot of history in that submarket. What else are you seeing um, when you talk about not necessarily these properties, but that velocity in, in leasing activity, the tenant size, uh, the credit tenants uh, or the credit worthiness of the tenants? Uh, it seems like it's national brands, like it does not seem to be slowing down. It's not the small local guys that I think you may have seen in the past. I
0: agree. What, what I am seeing out there, and we specialize in Southwest Phoenix, and we've been out there for 34 years doing this, and what we have seen over the last 12 to 18 months is rates, lease rates going through the roof, purchase prices uh, going, uh, escalating as well, and cap rates uh, declining. And uh, yeah, I could give you a couple of specific examples, but, but we're about to sell a building to an investor with a five-year lease in place that we just signed on a on a building built in 2012, uh, for 161 dollars a foot, which will be the high water mark for a generic building in Southwest Phoenix by you know 20 dollars a foot.
1: What's I think interesting that I've observed is since we came in this market, call it four years ago, um, and really started you know focusing our growth efforts in Phoenix is that everybody kind of told me back then, you know, three years, five years tops are those lease terms. You're not gonna get the 10-year terms that you see in Southern California or somewhere else. Um, And it's definitely, we've seen that float up to sevens and even tens. Uh, Are you continuing to see that uh, in the different size ranges in the Southwest market? I am, I
0: I have not done a five-year lease other than the one building that we we just mentioned on Sherman Every other deal, uh, seven is is uh, ten years is the norm. Seven is a, a backup, but the, the uh, now you need to watch what you say because I'm going to hold this to you when, <laughs> we, when we see <laughs> you deals got, now. You know, and, and I'm fine with that because there's there's not the resistance from the tenants that I I agree that you know five years ago uh, the tenants were on the you know the five to seven was a seven year lease was a long a long term lease and now seven is the shorter term and, and more tenants are preferring ten.
1: One of the things as we kind of went into early COVID, what we saw, heard from other developers, other brokers, capital markets guys, is that everybody was starting to underwrite zero, uh, zero rent growth in the next year, call it 12, 12 to 18 months, let's say, because um, we didn't know what was gonna happen with COVID. You know, We're over six months in now, and I think the reality is we still don't know what's gonna happen, uh, but we have seen that industrial has done really well and we've seen that rental growth uh, because I think a lot of developers uh, press pause if they weren't already under development on projects, the supply is, uh, uh, is not gonna be delivered. There's not gonna be as much supply delivered as we've seen in years past. Uh, so that's putting a pinch on the whole market as well. Uh, what are you seeing now as far as rent growth? Because again, we go back to, you know the leasing activity through this whole thing has been just on fire.
0: I see continued rent growth, and you know in this market, I think in any market as a developer, you'd rather be six months or six months early rather than six months late. And I think timing is everything. And uh, CapRock, you guys have come in and done a phenomenal job in getting ahead of ahead of the curve. Uh, but in terms of of you know rent growth, I see it continuing to escalate due to the tenant comfort and the lack of supply.
1: Great, well Payson, always a pleasure, uh, always informational, uh, appreciate all the market knowledge. Thank you very much.